0: The Capitol Hill police continue to hide surveillance footage from January 6th. The FBI continues to hide surveillance footage of these devices that were left laying around that look like pipe bombs. The IRS has decided to hide employment ads where they were seeking Americans to carry guns and be willing to kill fellow Americans. The Pentagon Department of Justice and other agencies have just plumb accidentally erased their phones for the period of time between, um, you know, January 5th, 6th and 7th. Just plumb forgot to keep them backed up. Why would you keep them backed up? The CDC is busily erasing the lies they told about the spike proteins and the lies they told about the uh, the injections, stopping in sp- the infection or spread of covid What exactly does it mean when all of these government agencies feel the need to hide so much from us? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. today is the day the lord has made and these are the times through which god has decided we shall live and it's a time of choosing that's very very clear my friends and brother and great partner in this show zach abraham chief investment officer bowler capital management is doing a live webinar this week it's coming up thursday 3 p.m you can pop in to knowyourriskradio.com and get your seat reserved it's a free live webinar Anyone here play poker? Uh, Anyone here familiar with the adage that um, if you're playing a game of poker against someone who's not, say, a pro, when they act strong, they're weak. And the stronger they act, often the more weak they are. And they can't count on that when you're playing against people who know the game. And a practice playing against people, because in in games like Texas Hold'em, you're actually, you know, you're not playing the cards as much as you're playing against people. Yeah, in the initial rounds, you're playing the odds. And later on, you want to be mindful of the odds. But you get down to three people or heads up, heads up, you're playing the person. And just about every poker player will tell you that. Certainly you need to be aware of the odds. But when you're playing against people who aren't good at it, They often will try to mask their body language. They're looking at their hand and they understand it's a weak hand. And so they sit upright and they lean forward and they're doing everything they can to appear strong. And what they're really doing is compensating for something they know is weak. People will do that when they're bluffing as well. And that is people who don't control their body language and their, their, you know, facial expressions. And there's all sorts of ticks and hints and, and tells that's called in poker that people deliver. And, and you can watch those and begin to track them and understand. Same things happens in football. You know, a great shot caller in the defense will do everything during film study to, to find little ticks or little tells. Hey, when the quarterback has to do a left sprint, he doesn't like to do a left sprint out. He always looks three times to his left. Usually he only looks twice, but look at this. Every time he's going to do a left sprint, uh, he's going to look three times. And you spot that stuff and you own the game for a little while because you can see what's coming. The party is hiding stuff. And man, they're burying stuff. And I think that part of the reason that they decided to raid President Trump's house was because they want to see what he has on them. And they wanted to look at his poker hand. And so they decided to look at his poker hand because they can, because they're the mobbed up FBI, so they can do whatever they want. Incidentally, as I'm recording this, the, uh, the, the Department of Homeland Security is warning Americans that threats to federal officers has increased. Number one, please don't go threaten federal officers or go kill federal officers. Please don't give the party what it wants. Secondly, to the Department of Homeland Security, with all due respect, shut up. Shut up. I, I, I'm sorry to be rude. It's, it's perhaps ungodly to say, maybe I'll just say Stop talking. It's it's agitating and part of it is meant to agitate us and what i mean by shut up is you said nothing about the supreme court justices being threatened secondly the threats against president trump aren't coming from anonymous people on twitter they're coming from law professors they're coming from michael hayden former general michael hayden of the nsa who's called or has suggested that trump should be executed you, you, you said nothing about the constant threats against cops by Black Lives Matter Incorporated, and that bore fruits two to three times as many cops killed in the line of duty. You had nothing to say, no warnings about that. So I know you're not going to stop because I know you intend to agitate us, but you're you're digging the biggest hole for yourself. and all things are spiritual. Please don't buy the con that there is a uh, that there's a secular world. please don't. God designed everything and owns everything. and So while well, this is a bit of, uh, of scripture that is, in fact, describing how people who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior know his voice and therefore know when it's the good shepherd calling versus a, uh, a false prophet, I, the more I experience what the party's doing, the more I believe this is also applicable to this situation. This is John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep listen to my voice and I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who's given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my, out of my father's hand. And I and the father are one. And we talked about that yesterday as well. Uh, or no, the previous episode, we talked about it. This is Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among them those who are sanctified by faith in me. We are in the process of helping to open people's eyes. And I, 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 I really believe if you dig into what the party is doing to people, you'll notice that so much of what they do is ungodly. And when people fall for the party's tactics, they're actually falling for a false religion of a sort. And that false religion is the worship of pronouns. It's the worship of, of earthly power. It's the worship of credentialed people and appeals to authority. Um, it, it takes one down a path that twists away from God. And it may start as a, as a, as a minor diversion from God. But it gets into a pretty major diversion. And next thing you know, that you're saying it's okay to kill babies and, and give kids little kids hysterectomies because they've been caused to be confused about their, about their sex. So truly in this way, when we confront the party, we're also confronting the father of lies, in my judgment. And when we do that, when we confront the father of lies, it's super important that we remember to put on the full armor of God. Because we can't confront him without, without God. So let's remember that. But to watch the party doing so much to hide from us indicates to me that they're weak. They know that their their end is near. And I'm not talking about being, I'm not talking about war and killing these people. God forbid, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they sense that their time is, is coming to an end. They don't have the strong hand that they're pretending to have. They know this. And I think of the reasons why they know this. This is an example. Twitter has announced it's bringing back pre-bunks. This is what they wrote on Twitter, on their blog that they then forced out into a tweet and everybody had to see it. We're also bringing back pre-bunks in English, Spanish, and all other languages supported on Twitter to get ahead of misleading narratives on Twitter and to proactively address topics that may be subject of misinformation. Over the coming months, we'll place prompts directly on people's timelines in the U.S. and in search when people type related terms, phrases, or hashtags. A pre-bunk. So in advance, Twitter, for instance, knows if the election's going to be stolen or not, or if this time it's okay to say the election's hacked. Maybe it's, maybe it's okay this time. Maybe this time it's not misinformation. Because last time it was misinformation because last time elections couldn't be hacked because the the figurehead won. This time around with the new virus that comes around, maybe we do have innate immunity. We did last time, but it was misinformation to say we did. This is not the sign of someone who is the least bit comfortable in their hand. This is Twitter stating we don't have a strong poker hand. And it's a glorious thing to behold. makes me feel better about society to be able to behold it. It's beautiful. But of the things that they're hiding and the things they intend to hide, that's where this gets interesting because we'll go through some of the things they're hiding. I teased some of them, but we'll go directly through them. But there's a lot of things that they intend to hide. The World Economic Forum has announced that they want, they're proposing artificial intelligence to automate censorship of so-called hate speech and misinformation. So in advance, they know what's going to be misinformation. In advance, let's just remind ourselves over the last three years, the people like me, and I'm not saying I'm a leader of this, I'm a member of a group of people called Team Reality. We've been right about everything, in regards to the COVID, there's nothing on which we've been wrong. Nothing. And it's not some special genius. It's that we don't live in the world of lies. It's that we have a basis in truth. It's in, in, in my mind, it's, it's through the grace of God that we didn't fall for this. In my mind, my experience is the grace of God. I don't have any business understanding this stuff. But when you stand in truth constantly, it's easier to spot lies. We are right about what's going to be proven about these injections and what the CDC is hiding now proves that we've always been right. But the World Economic Forum, three years ago, was calling people like me spreaders of misinformation and disinformation and information terrorists. And the, the, the dictator of the separate country of Washington called, in fact, he, 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 he basically referenced me when he was talking about uh, 54-year-old uh, media figures uh, you know, causing people, getting people killed because they wouldn't take the injections. He's basically referencing me. I was the only one in the separate country of Washington in media to question the injections. And, and frankly, still am. In Washington state media, former state of Washington. I'm frankly the only guy who's still, who was calling them dangerous at the time. And I was warned back then, that's, you you're, you, you can't call them dangerous. Well, I'm gonna. And we did. So the World Economic Forum is proposing artificial intelligence to automate censorship of hate speech and misinformation because they know in advance what they have to hide. And you can watch it being rolled out. That's what the Department of Homeland Security is normalizing They've been normalizing it for two years, getting in people's minds. They're prepping an environment. They've been getting it in people's minds that Trump supporters are bloodthirsty, white supremacists, white nationalists ready to pounce and destroy the nation. They've been merchandising that into people's minds. Remember Nancy Pelosi talked about the wrap-up smear last hour? They've been merchandising this into people's minds for two years. They put out this warning that there's threats increasing against federal officers. I've already said, please don't do that. And I sincerely mean that for God forbid people go out and hurt these people unless they're being unlawfully attacked. But they had nothing to say about the the threats increasing against President Trump. So this is not, again, the sign of people who are strong. They know they're weak. And here's why. This has been the most coordinated PSYOP in human history. COVID was the election and the election was COVID. They only got some 70% of people to get injected. They have, in fact, failed to convince the majority of people that the election was the safest, most secure election in history. They've utterly failed. They're failing to create any sense of believability around the federal government. They're failing at what they thought they could do. And this shouldn't surprise us. The same central planners who, who and I think legitimately thought they, they legitimately conned themselves into believing they were going to end poverty. I think they're stunned that poverty didn't end. The same people who conned themselves into believing That government creates jobs are stepping back and going, wait a minute, why is our work not creating jobs? Now, that is that there are people at the top of the food chain who darn well know what they're doing. They know this stuff doesn't work. They're bent on leaning this country over their knee. They want us subservient to them and they want us to need them. The World Economic Forum heads are part of that. But the the, the mid-level central planners, they couldn't central plan food production. They can't central plan energy. They can't centrally plan an economy that works. They can't centrally plan anything because life is chaotic and can't be centrally planned. So they've conned themselves into believing they could centrally plan the control of information and the flow of information. And even with the locks on the platforms, they can't do it because I don't think God's going to let them do it. So when people are constantly hiding from you, What they're doing, they're embarrassed. They're desperate. They're doing things they know to be wrong. And in the sense of a poker game, when they're standing up like this bloodless and silly and ridiculously poorly read statement that the dangerous but anemic Merrick Garland read the other day, that's not a strong man. Nothing in it. He's he's a dangerous man. You know, a wounded muskrat can be dangerous. The FBI has refused to release surveillance camera footage of the devices that look like pipe bombs that were set around D.C. on January 5th. And Revolver has this story, and Revolver has pictures of these devices. That's why I'm saying they look like pipe bombs. Why am I questioning that they're pipe bombs? Because I've not seen what was inside them. I don't trust the FBI for five seconds. Because if they're talking, if you you think that if they wanted help Catching the perpetrators of January 6 you'd think they would broadly distribute all of the footage they have of the pipe bombs being placed because someone somewhere might recognize the way someone somewhere walked. If they wanted this to be scrutinized, they'd allow it to be scrutinized, but they apparently don't want it to be scrutinized. Then we get to this. The insistence among the Capitol Hill police and the D.C. types was that these pipe bombs had been placed as a diversion for the, uh, what was it, one o'clock uh, a breach, they call it, of the Capitol. And let's be honest, there were people who breached the Capitol. We watched it happen. Let's be further honest, John Sullivan, John X Sullivan was amongst them and Antifa and Black Lives Matter incorporated uh, adherence, uh, self-confessed. He was amongst those people. And then the following people who were being let into the Capitol, But the explanation was, and the theory was, oh, these pipe bombs were sent to explode right at the time that people were breaching the Capitol to distract the police. Now, mind you, this is on a day where the National Guard had been offered up by President Trump. The so-called mayor of D.C. said no. Mitchell McConnell and his dear, dear friend Nancy Pelosi said no. Let's keep that all in mind. So, okay, distract. Well, we've got the National Guard. They're not leaving the Capitol. The D.C. police can respond to this. So what do you do? Not not even the Capitol police. The D.C. police can respond to that. You, you, You distract no one if you have good planning on how you're going to apply your resources into a situation you know is going to be chaotic. But then there's this. Revolver News, again, in analyzing the pictures of these devices notices that the timing device in these, it it wasn't a remote. uh, It wasn't remote triggered. It wasn't on someone's iPhone. It wasn't something that you call. It didn't have a, it wasn't a radio signal. It didn't have any of that. These were kitchen timers. And as Revolver News and there's a link to the substack. You can go read this on your own. as, as, As Revolver News has analyzed this and it seems to me to be perfectly spot on, they're one hour kitchen timers. All right, so they were set to go off at 1 o'clock, except they weren't. If you look at where the timers were at when they were found, they they were set to go off at 8 p.m. the previous night. You see, the timers were stuck, apparently, at the 20 minutes to go position. Stuck. They never moved past that. So if the devices were timed to go off the night before and explode, that would divert nobody from anything. If the devices failed and both timers just of their own accord stopped, and these are these spring timers, like the cheap kitchen timers you had when you were in a, in a dorm. If they both stopped, wow, that's a wacky coincidence but as Revolver News points out, there's something even more coincidental than that about these uh, these supposed pipe bombs, the footage of them being placed that the FBI will not disclose. There's a really wacky, and by the way, very happy coincidence because they didn't go off. We'll talk about the coincidence in a second. Coming up, uh, what day is it? Yeah, it's coming up Thursday. A couple days from now, Zach Abraham, Bulwark Capital Management is going to do a live webinar. And usually uh, we have Zach on on Fridays. I am going to recognize uh, that I have succeeded in another year of not um, having the Lord call me home. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a couple of days off uh, for my birthday, which is coming up in a little while, but I'm going to choose to recognize it's coming up. So I won't be here Friday, but Zach is going to come on Thursday, the morning of his event. The event is this Thursday, a couple days from now at 3 p.m., August 18th, 2022, I'll say, since this is a podcast. And in this free live webinar, you get an opportunity to hear Zach respond to today's news. Right. If If he deems it important and important to what's going on in finances, and it almost always is, you'll see Zach respond to that live time. Zach will also explain how that is going to affect people's social security and long-term care. Incidentally, he has a whole section on this talking about long-term care because some of the trends in this area are super important and there's huge changes that he'll discuss in detail on this free live webinar. And of course, he'll talk about how Bulwark Capital Management practices their focus, how they apply their focus on risk management. The closer you are to retirement, the five to 10 year window, the more important it is that you are with someone who manages risk first. Yes, grow your wealth, but also manage risk. This is a free live webinar, but you have to register. There's a couple of days out, which means there's probably a few seats left. You go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's K N O W. No. YourRiskRadio.com and register for this free live webinar. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management's is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So the, uh, the FBI doesn't want this footage released or they'd release it. And here's the happy coincidence. You know those devices that look like pipe bombs and the timers of which were apparently stuck at the 20 minutes to go position. The devices that were set the night before and apparently timed to go off in the evening of January 5th. You know when they got found? About 10 minutes before the uh, first people breached the Capitol. That's so lucky. And they didn't explode. And and that is lucky. I obviously don't want to see cops hurt. But man, that's so lucky. That right at the time they were supposed to go off, although that's not when the timers were set. They weren't set to go off then, but the narrative was from the the party, the narrative was they were set to go off at 1 o'clock. And the cops or the the officials found them 10 minutes to one. Right when it was to create this diversion, but couldn't have been created because the devices timers were stuck for the night before. And they don't want to release the surveillance footage. Does this sound like a group of people who have strong positions? When people are losing fights they can change, man. When, when, when people are in an ordinary fight and being in an ordinary fight, fist to cuffs. If it gets to a level where someone is convinced that they may lose their life, people can change. You get this fire of adrenaline. And at that point, people will do things they wouldn't normally do. Bite fingers off, bite people in the face. Um, they'll do anything to, to maintain their life, to, to save their life. We're seeing so much and such consistency from the feds in hiding things. They're not in a strong position. And when you consider the fact that this has been going on for a very long time, particularly with the FBI, this isn't new behavior, but it is a behavior that has spread. I'm fascinated now and studying the church commission and we played a bit of this last hour. This is this, the, the fullest clip I could find of this and I'll get more for you later because I'm going to go through the whole commission, everything I can find. I'm fascinated with this because in one way it makes sense that people at an organization like the FBI that operates undercover. Um, that to some degree has spies spying on this or that criminal cartel. It, it, it makes sense that that desire, that this is our role, they may decide to infiltrate, say, the American Communist Party. Well, in one way, that makes sense because communism is a, an enemy of America. And if the FBI came to believe that, hey, these are actually Russian communists and they're actually in America and these groups are not domestic groups, these groups exist to take our government down from within, in that way, it makes sense. And so you could look at something like the Church Commission and say, okay, well, I could see maybe a defense for this, except for the role of the media.
1: COINTELPRO is the name for the effort by the Bureau to destroy people and to destroy organizations, or as they use the words, disrupt and neutralize. And in pursuit of this goal, FBI agents used a wide range of weapons disseminating misinformation, creating animosities, and generally spreading havoc among the target groups. During those same 1969 inauguration ceremonies, the Washington field office of the FBI discovered that persons who were attempting to coordinate and control the demonstrations. The marshals of the demonstrators were a very useful and helpful group of persons in order to keep the demonstration orderly. Now, what did the FBI do? They found out what citizen band was being used for walkie-talkies, and they used that citizen band to supply the marshals with misinformation and pretending to be a unit of the national mobilization to end the war in Vietnam, countermanded the orders issued by the uh, movement. Report after report about meetings of women who got together to talk about their problems. Now, how the Bureau got this information is not entirely clear, but it's apparently by informants. So we have informants running all over the country, checking up about what housewives are talking about in their efforts to decide whether women should have a different role in the society. Oh, footnote on the 1964 Democratic Convention, a technique which was used there, was the furnishing to the FBI of false press credentials by one of the major networks, which the FBI then used in order to insert itself as a bogus newsman into legitimate discussions of political persons and protest groups. uh, This included plans to suspend the writ of habeas corpus. It included, uh, ultimately, plans for a, a master warrant of arrest whereby on the signature of the attorney general uh, and only that signature and without reference to the courts, thousands of people could be locked up.
0: If you fast forward from that and that moment, and he mentioned the media, let's remember this, that Barack Hussein Obama mm, 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 planted observers in newsrooms to see that stories were being reported fairly. Keep in mind that the New York Times disclosed Because they got caught that they were allowing people in the Obama administration to have final say over articles that featured quotes from them that if they didn't okay it, it was out. And they said at the time, we have to do this to get access to the campaigns. Well, they don't provide that to President Trump. So at one point, if you could say the FBI is protecting us against communist infiltrators from other countries. Okay, that makes sense. But then they went into housewives. And housewives attempting to see, hey, do we, do, are we getting equal rights? And what we're watching now is not spying. It's joining. And if you take what was hidden about and is still hidden about the Michigan event, which was that it was FBI hatched and FBI pushed. And when these people who are very, very sad men, very, very, I think, unchurched. I don't believe they know the Lord. So obviously very sad human beings. When they wanted to get out of this and they said, like, we're not into it. What do they do? They increase the access to free beer and free food. And these guys were destitute. At one point during the FBI, keeping the plot together. A female FBI employee, according to Julie Kelly, hopped into bed with one of the so-called defendants. Now, it doesn't say that she had sexual relations with him, to quote William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III, but you think this guy hoped that might become that? When you go out and hope to catch truly desperate, truly sad people who on their own do not have the capacity to kidnap a 98-year-old woman in a walker let alone the dictator of a former state in the United States, Michigan, that's not observing anything. That's hatching it and pushing it. And to this moment, the FBI is appealing this decision because the jury con- convicted no one. It's spreading. Now this is so interesting to me that it's spreading that this behavior is spreading because the characteristics of someone who would join the FBI, it, th- there's a plenty of people who join the FBI because they love law and order. They love the law because it protects the weak and the vulnerable. They love the law because they know that if you do not have a civil society, if you do not support a civil society, you're going to have an uncivil society. They can't stand criminals. They can't stand people who steal other people's lifeblood and life energy or take lives. They can't stand that. So they want to be FBI agents. There's plenty of people like that. Then there's plenty of people who say, wow, I can operate undercover. I can do secret things. Somewhere along the line at the top of the FBI, it became, hey, it's not just the Russians in our country who are enemy. It's the people who don't like the bureaucracy. And this goes to the eternal separation between the bureaucracy and the people. And I said eternal. God himself is pro-free speech. God himself is pro-freedom. What we've seen in D.C. is the opposite. It is not pro-freedom. It is the opposite. It is anti-freedom in every capacity and this paranoia of sorts has spread and so has the graft because the fbi is doing this for a lot of reasons and we played um, just earlier in the 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 last hour or maybe it's yesterday sometimes i forget we played this uh, former assistant uh, deputy director for the FBI, who thinks that it's his belief that it might well have been infiltrated by, by China. But he doesn't have proof for that. That's just his sense of things, behavioral proof. But somewhere along the line, at the top, the culture changed, and then it got passed on to other departments the soda weight loss program sotaweightloss.com it's 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 one size fits all for everybody everybody does the same thing does that sound like or let me try this way. Hey, when you join Johnny's Weight Loss Club, we'll take seven pounds off you in the first week in 21 by week three. The babies love to see those abs, fellas. And girls, hey, let's get that bottom looking tight for the beach. You'll take five pounds off per week with Johnny's Weight Loss. Nah, and I'm Johnny. No. I was talking to someone the other day who said, how does the Soda Weight Loss program work? How would it work for me? And I said, I don't know. Because I'm not a nutritionist. I can tell you the outlines of the program are this. Soda Weight Loss will make a program directly for you based upon what you eat and when and what food means to you and your work habits and your travel habits and whether or not you like to cook. My loved one, Uh, a family member, not my wife, she's on the program as well, but uh, a very, very, very close family member. She had to go through a food elimination process. I mean, she was down to eating like five foods because she was having uh, kind of immunological problems. And then they figured out what the problem was and she was able to plug the foods back in, but there's still things she can't eat. So when she was talking to me about the Soda Weight Loss Program, I said, hey, call them. I'm sure that they're going to be able to figure that out. And they did. That was the biggest shock for her. She said, wow, they really did figure that out. And they did. See, Soda weight loss stands for state of the art. And they are because the art of weight loss is the science of weight loss. The other thing I can tell you as I outline the program is their goal is to kick your body into fat burning mode. And then shift the gear. So you think of it as a car. Fat burning mode. <laughs> then maintenance. <laughs> Now you can go a long way. Maintenance is reintroducing those foods that you weren't having during the fat loss process. So the way to find out how it will work for you is to get to sodawaitloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. Let them get in touch with you, have the conversation. And when they tell you how they'll approach this fat loss for you, they'll also communicate to you a price. Your price will be different than others. Want to know why? Because the rate at which you lose fat is going to be different because you're a different human being. It's SOTAweightloss.com, S-O-T-Aweightloss.com. There's a lot of people who are noticing this. Representative Thomas Massey has pointed out that the CDC is quietly deleting what he calls misleading information about the injections from the CDC website. He's noticed this and he's a sitting member of Congress. Other people are noticing this. One of my favorite writers on Substack, Bad Cat. Uh, and he writes CDC quietly removes a massive claim of so called vaccine safety. They did. So they've removed that. Oh, we never said the spike proteins would stay at the point of injection. They've just disappeared. It. They didn't write earlier por- or earlier versions of this website made the following claim. They've also removed the statement that this does not last long in the body. The spike proteins. Scientists estimate that the spike protein, like other proteins in our body's crate, may stay in the body up to a few weeks. Nope, not true. Months, six, eight months. And your body may continue to produce them. The CDC is hiding what they did to Americans. The CDC didn't observe They agitated. They didn't suggest. They forced. They didn't discuss. They decreed. Their main job would be to focus on the safety of the injections. They didn't. They opted out of that. They're not closely looking into the claims in the VARS database. Why would they not look into the claims in the VARS database? Why why, why would they avoid that? Because you can't find that for which you don't look. They know what's in the VARS database. Just like the FBI knows where the terrorists with Black Lives Matter Incorporated are located. Patrice Collier's home is public knowledge. Just like they know Antifa is not just an idea. Night after night in Portland, they could have gone and arrested the main people doing this. It was a federal crime to attempt to break into a federal building and to attempt to murder federal cops. Night after night, for almost two years, the FBI refused. The CDC knew from the very beginning what these injections were. They knew that they were not for everybody, and that yet they pretended. They know what's in the VARs database. They know about the website I constantly quote, realnotrare.com. They could go there. These are people who have photos and videos of what's been done to them. They could go there. They know about the six doctors who died in a few weeks in Toronto. There's a been of a seventh, by the way. Young ages, very, very healthy people. The CDC knows this, but they will not look into it. It's a spreading psychological view of the American people, which is number one, we're stupid, which scares them. We're so stupid that we're scary. Let me give you it, like a, 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 an example of this. If you're ever on a gun range and you're setting up to shoot and you notice next to you there's someone who's never shot before and you see them muzzle sweep somebody once, you're done. I don't know about you. I'm out. I, I take my stuff, I'm out of the shooting area, I go into the front of the store and I say, hey guys, there is some someone in there who's new to this and they just muzzle swept everybody in the room. And in most gun ranges, they, they won't get the second muzzle sweep. They, they, the first one, that's it. The instructors are all over them. You are not in yet give us the gun, you're out. Now that person may not be a stupid person, but they're stupid with guns, which is scary because they don't know what they're doing and they might shoot you or whoever you're with. Well, the CDC thinks that of us. The FBI thinks that of us. My gosh, these people elected Donald Trump. How stupid could they be? They don't see what a great job we've done. They don't see how stellar the United States is doing with our $300 trillion off the books debt. It's not 120 trillion bucks. They don't see how great we've done in all these foreign wars. They don't see that. How could they not see this? We're the best and the brightest. And it scares them that Donald Trump was about giving us back control. In an imperfect vessel, and I'm never going to be the guy who comes along and says, Donald Trump is the perfect man. It's an imperfect vessel, and God loves using imperfect vessels. Moses stuttered. So he gave him Aaron, his brother, to speak. And the pattern is so locked. In the church commission, they infiltrated the media. What, the, what in the world do you think it is? when the one of the a board member of Pfizer gets to go on TV and pretend like he's just there as a former FDA employee when he's on the board of Pfizer we talked about the woman who ran the campaign for the figurehead she worked for Pfizer and that's not been disclosed until now or you get this CNN <laughs> CNN which throughout the lockdown cheered the lockdown and pretended that President Trump t- told t- people to drink br- uh, bleach, they counted as conspiracy theories theorists. Anyone who was concerned that the lockdowns might last forever, guess what CNN has done? No, no. Remember when they said if, if people are, are spreading a conspiracy theory, that they're gonna keep the lockdowns in place or there's gonna be tyranny because of COVID? Wait till you hear this. So I am having the uh, Bonefrog blend of Bonefrog. It's like a self-titled debut record. The self-titled album by the Beatles, the Beatles. Uh, and the Bonefrog brew is stout, is darkish, and don't tell Tim Cruikshank. Okay, don't tell him. He's a 25-year Navy veteran. He's a Navy SEAL. I just, not a dude I want mad at me. I put uh, some oat milk in it. We didn't have any half and half. So I stole some oat milk, oat milk from my daughter. And that's not milk, it's oat juice. The crazy thing about the bone frog is it's such stellar coffee that even with oat milk, it's good. Well, it's great. Now, the other portion of this that I want you to know about the bone frog is it's a promise that I made to Tim when we met and we met in an, it was clearly an act of God. Just so happenstantial that my dear friend Cyrus was signing his book at this coffee house. And Tim saw the book and saw that I'd written the blurb on the book and said, oh my gosh, you know, Todd. And Cyrus said, yes. He said, everyone tells me I got to meet Todd. So we met and I said, you know what, Tim? While the podcast is growing, I want to use some of our inventory to help you grow this company and it's happening. There's a website called bonefrog.us. This is a way that we're helping this company that does everything it can to hire vets, to work with veteran-owned companies, and these stellar brands of coffee are available there for a lifetime 5% discount. All you do is go to bonefrog.us. Hey, make sure you, you, when you're in there, drop a note to Tim and let him know you heard about it on the show. In fact, if you're on subscription... Uh, and you're on the subscription plan, pop Tim a note and let him know, hey, learned about you through the Todd Herman Show. It's bonefrog.us. Make sure you use the .us, please. So you have the FBI hiding the surveillance footage. You have the FBI hiding their role in uh, January 6th. They won't talk about that. They are hiding the nature of what's happened in the, the kidnapping hoax that they created in Michigan. They're hiding that. That's a behavior, an attitude and a behavior that spread to the CDC. They're disappearing. They're disappearing everything, by the way. Ethical skeptic is still tracking the fact that the CDC has now it's 70 days that they pretended to be updating their database. They don't want you to be able to go look at the cancer deaths and the myocarditis deaths and the pericarditis deaths. And they don't want you to be able to do that. But ethical skeptic has a way of working around that problem because he's one of the greatest data analysts in the world, he can triangulate around that and say, yep, 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 There's we're seeing all-cause mortality up along these areas. Part of this are lockdown deaths. They're hiding that. They don't want people to understand that hundreds and thousands of people were killed because of denial of medical coverage and early treatment. They're hiding that. Like the FBI hides these things. These are not strong government officials. They're weak people. They're hiding because they know their time is up. And because God has lifted the curtain and someone's whispering in their ear get more and more obscene. So CNN, which was a proponent of the lockdown, that called the Great Barrington Declaration doctors who said the lockdown is madness, called them conspiracy theorists and fringe doctors and refused to have them on the air. And then when there were people like me and others saying, wait a minute, you understand that these injection passports, this has nothing to do with the COVID flu. You understand this is a social credit system. You understand that Pfizer helped the Chinese Communist Party design their injection passports before COVID, right? We all understand that the COVID pass... Was announced when COVID broke, when they started to talk about it. It was already designed, and then the company that designed COVID Pass, which was the first injection passport, then they hid their website. You remember that? I had the video, and then the company hid it and renamed it. Oh no, uh, we didn't plan for this uh, for this digital tracking device to be tied to COVID. No, CNN still calls this stuff conspiracy theory unless it's in. China.
2: This is part of my daily routine in Beijing. All right, getting my temperature checked. Mandatory testing for the city's 20 million plus residents. I've got to show them my passport and they have to type it in every single time. Beijing halted almost all public activity for weeks. Over just a few dozen daily COVID cases. Non-essential stores have been shut down, including schools and gyms, and all in-restaurant dining is banned indefinitely. The capital recently reopened some venues like malls and parks with limited capacity, and visitors have to show proof of a recent COVID test. But still, the biggest crowds often appear to be parades of COVID workers, spraying disinfectant all over the streets. So it's green, I'm good to go in. I need this green code to enter any area in Beijing. If it turns red, then I could be stuck at home or sent to quarantine. Through these smartphone apps, authorities can carefully track the movements of virtually all of China's 1.4 billion people. Grocery shelves here fully stocked. Beijing officials clearly trying to show people that no matter how long this partial lockdown lasts for, people are going to be fed. Not like in Shanghai, where people struggled to get enough food when they were locked down. This is a building where a positive COVID case has been found. You can see the workers in hazmat suits, the blue barrier around the building. This is to keep the people who live there locked inside. But it also serves as a warning to other residents. There's a fear that if you spend too much time by a lockdown building, your QR code could turn red. Just one positive COVID case can get an entire building bused to government quarantine. This is just one of the many high-risk areas in Beijing. Residents avoid even transiting through the red dots on the map. It's lunchtime in Beijing's most popular food district. Normally people here would be gathered crowded shoulder to shoulder, but now it is essentially a ghost town. And even here, there are signs reminding people to avoid crowds and security guards on the loudspeakers telling people to distance themselves. But after more than two years of these on and off restrictions, people are getting frustrated. Every part of our days are tracked and surveilled. People are concerned that this control is here to stay long after COVID is gone.
0: (sighs) What? long after COVID is gone. They allowed that conspiratorial trash on CNN. Why would it remain long after COVID is gone? I was told that's a conspiracy theory. CNN has hidden and continues to hide from the American people. The proper concern that these times are excuses to install this stuff here. They participated in hiding other things. Remember the church commission, the FBI embedded itself in the media. We know that the CDC embedded itself in the media. We know that putting on Pfizer uh, board members who get to simply call themselves former FDA employees, that's embedded This attitude of hiding from people, what's going on, has spread from the FBI, which doesn't just hide, they infiltrate, the CDC, which doesn't just hide, they threaten, they censor. They push to have doctors destroyed and removed from society. The FBI is pushing to have people with center-right views removed from society, called domestic terrorists, labeled as such in government databases. It's an attitude that spread, and it's an attitude of fear, and there's a sign that they have good reason to be feared, to, fear, to be fearful. There's going to be a massive lawsuit in England, on behalf of young girls who've had their breasts sliced off their bodies and their, their genitalia destroyed, they'll never raise children or, pardon me, they'll never give birth, they'll never get their voices back, their heads are too big, their craniums are too large, their hands are distorted, they have IQ issues. They have kidney issues and heart issues because of the actions of the British government in coordination with big pharma, the same coordination here, the same attitude. They hid this. We've known for a decade what was going on at Tavistock. But when we questioned what was going on at Tavistock and what was being done, once again, it was they didn't talk about it. We couldn't tell you because you guys are too stupid to understand that we're making a new wave of humans. And yes, there is a lawsuit
1: coming. Can give us an idea of uh, the numbers here. Is it true to say that you're expecting around 1,000 former patients to join this class action? Yes. I mean, it's hard to put a precise number on it now, but we're, we run over 25 very large class actions from our firm and we've got you know, decades and decades of experience. In I mean, even judging from my, from my inbox and the reaction uh, this morning to this, I, I think this is going to be one of the uh, largest uh, medical negligence scandals of all time.
0: And it's going to be, and it's coming here. People can tell their time is at hand. The desperation now in England to get out of this and to reverse course and to act like, oh, we all do this is a bad idea. And so-called doctors getting out of the way, the shutting down of Tavistock. It happened in Norway some time ago. The Dutch stopped this practice. Other countries have recognized the utter madness of this, not Canada, the United States yet, but this is a global thing. And they tried to hide this. They tried to peddle it. They tried to do it underground. They tried to do it through bureaucrats. They pushed this through the Thomas Reuters Foundation, helped fund this, one of the world's largest law firms. They helped push this through bureaucracies like the so-called Human Rights Commission in the state of Washington. They did everything they could to keep it away from the voters, to hide it. And then they brought the lockdowns and it was revealed. Those of us who've known about this for a decade watched with joy as God revealed it to other people. Yes, they're doing this to children. And this is Boston's Children's Hospital. Talking about the removal of organs from young girls' bodies. Children's Hospital.
2: Gender-affirming hysterectomy is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender-affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the ovaries, but that's technically a separate procedure called a bilateral oophrectomy. And not every gender-affirming hysterectomy includes that, and people who are getting gender-affirming hysterectomies do not have to have their ovaries removed.
0: Incidentally, if a surgery is to affirm something, it doesn't remove anything. What are you doing taking the, the, the wheels off my car? Oh, I'm just affirming that your car, this is your car. Um, it's This is just a, a car affirming procedure. Your car is a brick. This is a brick affirming procedure. It wasn't a brick until you took the wheels off. Incidentally, she says something there really fast. Did you hear how fast she said that? That she said that super fast? Gender
2: affirming hysterectomy is- hear how
0: fast she says gender affirming? Gender affirming hysterectomy is- Why? Because she's nervous. Because she knows this video is going out to people who are going to critique it. Because they can tell. They, it's not an intellectual thing. They can sense it. They can sense this divorce between people, uh, normal people and them. And incidentally, if you think this isn't going to be done the younger kids, guess what else they're hiding? A child will
2: often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. And parents will often tell us this. We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically.
0: Because they didn't want to get their hair cut. That means it's a boy's a girl if he doesn't want his hair cut. A boy's a girl if he prefers to pee sitting down. A boy's a girl if he tries on his sister's shirt. This is all being revealed. The IRS put up a job listing for Americans willing to shoot and kill Americans. Then they took it down and they hid it. The IRS had been running trainings and they, they, there's actual footage. You'll see it in the show, the show notes. Click on the link yourself. Where the IRS practiced kicking in the door of Americans' homes and, and going around with guns pointed at Americans in middle-class homes. There's some 700 billionaires, and they say that the 87,000 agents are going after 700 billionaires? What is that, a thousand billionaires or a thousand agents? No, it's not. It's 10,000 agents per, per, per billionaire. No one can believe this. Jim Jordan doesn't believe it. The IRS is in on hiding this. Of course they are. They hit Lois learner's role, they hid what they did to conservative donors. These people are not in strong positions. Who are they going to
3: harass? Who are these thousands of IRS bureaucrats, left-wing bureaucrats, lowest learners at the IRS, who are they gonna harass? Middle-class families. We know who it's gonna be. It's that it's assistant football coach at the local high school who teaches history, who's got the side business. He mows lawns in the summer, he paints houses in the summer, he pays his taxes, but he's gonna get harassed. We know how this works, we've seen it before. This bill raises taxes, creates a whole new bureaucracy to go after taxpayers, such a deal. Using your tax money to come after you, the taxpayer, such a deal for the taxpayer. And my guess is they'll all be working remotely. They won't have to pay the $5 to drive to work like people in our district do. They'll be working remotely, drinking their fancy coffee, going after the guy who's helping kids and has the side business in the summer who pays his. That's who this is gonna come after. And we all know it, everyone knows it, the country knows it. This is disgusting. I hope y'all vote no. Good job, Jim Jordan.
0: God breathed his breath in us. And with that, he breathed the ability to hear lies and to follow his voice. You know what else he gave us? Creativity. This is what's most remarkable to me and most beautiful about this moment is as the party panics. And sits forward in their seats and acts like they've got the nuts straight. We can watch a bunch of weak people hiding. Because they know that their day of judgment is coming. They don't know it cognitively. You don't think their souls can sense? Oh, their souls can sense. They don't know how to take a knee to the Lord. They don't know how to take a knee in prayer and say, forgive us for lying and stealing and treating people differently than we treat ourselves and appointing ourselves Kings and denying God's design for the body and attacking the bodies and separating kids from families and teaching kids to hate God, which is a sin that the Lord Jesus has been very clear about. That's the one with the millstones that that, that's not on their mind, but you can see it in their behavior. You can see it in the panic And did I mention creativity? Yeah. They can't stop clever. They can't stop clever. When you can take a song like this, and this is the full version. I've been teasing this. I teased it last hour. This is the full version. Please, for God's sake, put your name on this stuff. This is a brilliant job of editing. Please watch the video. It's in the show notes. You'll love the video and what they do with this. This is Jimmy Comey and Hillary Clinton in a song that I've entitled, What Difference at This Point Does It Make?
4: Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails. Two email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? 8 of those chains are top secret, 36 of those chains are secret. Contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was minute There was no law, no regulation. Secretary Clinton should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email. None of these emails should have been on any kind of classified system, not even Gmail.
2: First of all, nothing was marked classified. To the contrary, nothing was
4: marked classified. There is evidence that nothing should be made. Nothing was marked, nothing was is marked is classified. classified. Now let me tell you what we found oh, 110 emails. It was not the best choice. 52 email chains. It was a mistake have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains were tops. It was the best choice. Six of those chains. Seven was a mistake. Eight contained confidential information. What Difference. at this point doesn't make- with respect to our recommendation this is going to be an unusual statement in at least a couple of ways although there is evidence our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case <laughs> i know there will be intense public debate i know there will be intense public debate i know what difference at this point does it make? One hundred and ten emails. wasn't the best choice. I made a mistake determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Those chains are Six of those chains I said it was a mistake. Contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make?
0: They can't stop creativity because they can't stop god because they can't stop the holy spirit because they can't stop the day of judgment and they're not going to get to correct the record it's all been watched in detail all the secret conversations all the skullduggery all the lies all the murders all of it has been seen and will be broadcast from the rooftops and their one hope is our hope Repent. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And as always, as always, we spent, oh gosh, I went long today, over an hour pointing out the uh, specs in other people's eyes. So it's my job today now to go ask
3: people to help me remove these uh, logs from my own. And may God be with you.